being an addict, you're willing to fucking do anything yeah, yeah. At, at any oh, cost. Yeah. Like I, I had, I had no regard for any, any, anybody's feelings or I didn't, I just didn't care. I mean, you get to the point where you're, you just don't want to be sick. That's right. it's just the worst feeling. Hey, this is Matt Cox and I am here with Matt Lalonde and probably got that that right i might have got that right okay all right so and uh he's got a super interesting story about i'm gonna say i'm gonna say a gas credit card scam uh he uh lives in florida and came by and we're gonna i'm gonna interview him and it's gonna be super cool so also do me a favor and if you like the video hit the subscribe button uh hit the bell to get notified of videos like this also i have a patreon if you like the videos like let's say you're some guy that's driving around on a lawnmower or you work in a warehouse and you spend three four five hours a day maybe watching my my stuff you might want to go out of your way and say hey you know what like i'm i'm gonna go ahead and throw this guy a bone i'm gonna join matt's patreon hey it's only ten dollars like you it's like that's at entry level like ten bucks you know ten bucks a month like that's nothing that's nothing. So, of course, then there's also 50. Like, if you really liked me, it'd be 50. Yeah. And if you were like, hey, I want to get a painting every month, then that would be 125. And I, it, it, admittedly, it's excessive, but, you know, things are expensive. <laughs> Regardless, you get a free painting or not free because you're really kind of paying for it. But, right. you know, you get a painting of a different con man every single month. Um, this month, I think I'm going to do a Jordan Belford. Anyway, I'm here with Matt. Check this out. So you sent me a you sent me an email. We talked on the phone a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Alaska, the yeah. credit card thing. Were you born in Alaska? I was born and raised in North Pole, Alaska. Not the North Pole, but North Pole, Alaska. Born and raised there. Um, I had a. Uh, I mean, well, can I stop? One more. Can I stop? What was it? Were you in Alaska? Were you from Alaska? Like we neither, were both born and raised. Neither one of you look like someone that I think. See, when I think Alaska, native. I I I think Native Alaskans because I've seen all those programs like like um, life life troopers. below zero and, yeah. and, and 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 yeah and Alaska State Troopers and all those and uh, but I saw one where they were like it was almost like a tribe or something like yeah. they were they were running their own the whole town was run by basically like a tribe and yeah where it's not like that I mean we're probably like. 30,000 people population it's so North Pole and then there's Fairbanks so North Pole and Fairbanks are only like 10 miles away so like if you you live in North Pole most of your jobs are in Fairbanks you got to commute 15 minutes but it's probably about 30,000 people population uh there there is a, a lot of natives um where was mostly. Twilight found Twilight is that Alaska no are they in Alaska that movie with Vanessa Hutchinson when she's the prostitute in prostitute that's no, not, that's not in no, no, there was one shot in Nome. Wow, that was way off. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's that. Tr- and that's a true that's story. A true one. A you hear that? You need to get that, dude. <laughs> what the, the hunting the prostitutes? <laughs> wow, yeah, probably. Do you hear that? It's a, yeah, there's a car alarm going off. Yeah, anyways. So, I'm sorry. Anyway, so, yeah, yeah, okay. So, we don't know We don't know where Twilight was. This is nothing to do with anything. No, anyway, no sorry, I don't think ahead. it has anything to do with Alaska. Um, but, I, I mean, I had a fairly normal childhood. Um, I, there's, I mean, there's some trauma, you know. I mean, there's, there's things that I went through. I felt like I never really kind of fit into 
the norm. I always felt kind of odd. I'd only had like one best friend. Um, there was just, I felt like there was just, it's hard to explain. I just, there was something different about me that I didn't fit in with most people. I got picked on and stuff and just because I was quiet. And then, I mean, eventually it led to like in my, before high school. So I started drinking like 13, 14 years old and tried weed and were you, your parents married? They were, they were both they're, together? They're both together and they're still together. Yeah. And it's just like a normal, like middle class kind of. Yeah. But you just wasn't, it wasn't working for you. No, it, it wasn't. And so at the time, let's see, my dad has been in recovery for almost as long as I've been alive. So they were doing the best with what they had. They were growing as I was growing. All right. So they had, they had to learn how to parent and like the older I got, like, the better that they did like i they're the best parents now that i've ever had right. like they've they've done a great job like supporting me especially everything that i've went through um do you have any brothers and sisters i do have a brother and a sister um but they're the uh same dad different mom so half half right. brother and half sister um but they're see my four older way older yeah my sister's yeah. 43 or 44 and then my uh, brother's like 41 43 44 she's almost they're almost dead <laughs> no shit i mean i'm i'm 33 i mean so i'm like <laughs> i'm 53 <laughs> <Jesus. Wow. laughs> 43 is ancient it, yeah. my god yeah like... <laughs> she, i just heard them over there and she's like and i'm only 22 i'm a decade older yeah. than her um i hear you i hear you <laughs> like them young they're 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 uh they're they'll put shapeable. They'll yeah. They'll yeah. put you in your place real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they will. Um, and then I mean, so eventually, um, kind of led to like when when I had my my first drink or my first mind altering substance. How like, old were you? I was like thirteen. How does that happen? I I mean, my sister always had had pills oh, okay. or had drugs i mean my best friend at the time he he had a bunch of weed all the time and then his parents were kind of out of town or not really just present enough to to notice that what we were doing and uh i i would drink beer and then i'd smoke weed and my, i had a, like a little yamaha blaster and i would after i got all hammered and shit i would drive home and try to avoid my parents and not let, let them know that i was under any kind of influence um, but it, what it did is it triggered something like inside of me that felt like I was like, this is how I'm supposed to feel like, right. like it, just an, a total addict, like kind of personality. Like I'm an addict through and through and like, no matter what it is, that'll get me outside of my head to make me feel, not make me feel. That's the point is right. there's too much going on all the time. And the instant that I, like I had that substance, I was like, I can I can talk to people like I'm I feel calm I I, I have like uh, I can communicate properly and I felt like people liked me so I uh, continued with with that through my high school years um, I would hide a bottle of Soco behind my subwoofer in my truck and before I'd go into into class I'd take a few shots and go into class and I'd be like I. I was cool. Like I felt good. Yes, you're self-medicating. Oh yeah, it's, it's anxiety. It's got to be. It. It sounds. I mean, not that I'm a psychiatrist or anything, but it sounds like it's super connected to anxiety for it you. It definitely is. Yeah, I was. I'm totally uncomfortable with myself if I if I wasn't under a sub under any kind of substance. Right. Um. There's just it. It's 
it's it's, hor- it's horrible really until until you reach a point in your life where you're like i'm i need to do something about this like i need to change um but uh after going through like um going through high school and drinking while going to school and not getting in trouble or anything i was gonna I, say I, it didn't it never caught up never no, caught up to you nobody ever not, nobody noticed they just they just thought like matt's in a good mood like how i usually was because i was always under a substance right and then um after high school i was like it was yeah right after high school um i had a buddy that i would go to so in i went to school in in Ielson, which is an uh, air force base uh, because I went to North Pole High and I got too much too much in trouble or just there's things going on and I went to Ielson so they sent me there plus I had a girlfriend at Ielson that I, I wanted to go to Ielson so I could be with her right and uh, that lasted like two months so I ended up finishing junior senior year at Ielson and then uh, I had friends that went to West Valley and I would go go see them and then we were kind of into the same substances and same things and then that's when the uh the oxycontin thing kind of arose right um and that was in let's see 2009 2010 and uh we figured out like you know you can smoke them you can smoke on tinfoil because these oxycontin 80 milligrams i mean they're synthetic heroin right like that's exactly what it is and i never in my life thought of uh, smoking a pill what are you like what are you guys doing and um one of one of these particular persons is one ended up being one of my co-defendants in in this thing um so me and him we would i would go to his house and we would smoke oxycontin off tin foil and then i did that like off and on for like you know a few weeks or then three weeks four weeks and then I just I stopped. I was sit, I was back in North Pole at my parents' house, and um, I started feeling like shit. I was like, man, I must be getting the flu. Like I just I don't feel good. And then it dawned on me. I was like, wait a second. I'm I'm withdrawing. Yeah. I'm going through withdrawals. Like, what do I do? Like, I, I either I need to go get more, or I'm just this is gonna get. I'm gonna feel like shit. So. I asked my parents, I'm like, just some phony fucking reason. Like, hey, I need uh, $80 to go to, to fill up my tank and go do this and do this. And um, at that point in time, they didn't, I don't think they had an idea. I mean, there's, they didn't have an idea that I was up to something. And um, I went and got the Oxycontin and then I smoked it and I instantly feel better. So I was like, okay, I this is it. I'm hooked. Like right. I... I I have to do this now in order to function. And, and this is an 80 milligram. Oxy. Yeah. So what do you, you break it in half or you something? Can't, yeah, or they, you can't. Yeah. You can hawk it. Right. So you bite it in half. And so then you put, put one side down. The 80 is like the controlled release, right? Like, no, back then it was, it was the original Oxycontin until they switched it over the, to the OPs. Okay. So the OPs, they, like they had a, a plastic in there where you, you couldn't smoke it. You couldn't, the original ones, you can inject them. You could smoke them. You could do, snort them anything and uh um shit where was i i'm sorry you were you were saying you smoked it and you said okay i'm, I'm, I'm yeah i'm definitely hooked yeah like, this is this is yeah this is it like i'm i'm either going to have to support my habit in order so i don't feel sick or just stop and at that i kind of had the realization like that 
I don't want to stop because it makes me feel better. It makes me feel normal. I have no anxiety. Um, Do you have a job at this time? Yeah. So I was working at a small engine repair shop, also where my co-defendant worked. Um, And uh, so we were both, I mean, we're hooked on the shit. And then we'd come to work and like we're sharpening chains and we're just like, I feel like shit. And like look over at him and like, "You, you feel like shit too? He's like, yeah, we need to get something. And then we find a way to come up with money or whatever and uh we'd go for our lunch breaks and find one go get high come back to work and put all these engines engines apart together and start sharpening chains and got all our energy back and everything and then uh he he ended up leaving because he got a new job at a a construction company a fairly large construction company in fairbanks and uh, i continued just doing my own thing and uh m- making money through through the through the job that i had but then also making up phony fucking lies to my parents why i need this money and i need this money i need this for this i need this for this or my insurance or my gas or like uh i want to take a girl out on a date like i mean right. how old were you at this time i think uh, 19 19 going on 20 um <clears throat> and then it came to the point where uh so my like i said my dad's in recovery so my truck was acting up and we pulled it into the garage and he was helping me work on it and he goes matt you, you know i know you're there you're up to something and i just want to let you know that like whatever you're doing you're going to only end up in three places you're going to end up in either in jail or an institution or you're going to die and then <clears throat> Your friends, you're not the girlfriend that I had. You're going to lose your girlfriend. You're going to lose your truck. You're going to lose your job. You're going to lose everything. And then eventually you're going to lose the the connection or you're not, your family's not going to want to be around you anymore. And uh, I didn't, that just went yeah, yeah. right on. I was you're like 19 yeah. years old. I was like, what? Are, yeah. You, a 19 you, year old you drug don't, addict. Yeah. You don't know. You've, you've only been clean and sober for 15 years. Right. Um, <clears throat> uh, well, at that time it would have been 19 years. And, uh, yeah, one ear out the other and like, told me straight up, like, uh, I, I knew where I was heading. And then about, uh, maybe a month into it, um, my co-defendant, uh, told me that he's, he's getting ready to leave the state because he's got another job from this construction company that he's moving to like a different state or whatever and he has he has a gas car that he's been using to obviously fill up the fleet for the construction company all the all the trucks and then and then he's and he's like i've been using it for my personal vehicle and then he's like so i get free gas and then i've been filling up you know my brothers i've been filling up this person i've been doing this yeah because they have a ton of vehicles that have to be t- so yeah. they're not going to notice a slight fluctuation of a few hundred here no a few hundred there no because they have an entire fleet <clears throat> And, um, so he's getting ready to take off and, uh, he's like, you know, you, you can have this if you want. And I was like, well, fuck yeah. Yeah. I'll get free gas. Cause then I can save money for my drugs. But he's like, you know, you could, you know, you can make money off of it. And I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, you know, I, I charge people just blah. I don't know. I'll take 20 bucks off or just like for, for my friends. And uh, I was like, just that idea just just the idea that he planted like i just took off with it totally took off with it i ended up uh so i would sit <clears throat> i would sit at any gas station so in alaska there's there's tesoros that's what the gas gas stations are 
and I would sit there <clears throat> and I just, uh, I'd wait in my car and I'd go up to anybody. I mean, it's, usually it's like little old ladies or whoever. And I had like a sales pitch for this, I guess this gas card. <clears throat> and uh, so I'd go up to him and be like, oh, ma'am, I have a, a, a gas card from the state um, and I, I have to use a specified amount of gallons. And if I don't, they're not going to reimburse me these gallons. Just, I just totally made that up the first time that I went up to this lady and I asked. And I was like, I'll, I'll fill up your vehicle and I'll take 20 bucks off. Like, if it's $80, just give me 60 bucks cash. And she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, because she thinks she's like helping me out. Right. And I mean, I didn't necessarily look like I was strung out on drugs or anything. Right. And, <clears throat> and in Alaska, I mean, you, you know, people are fucked up. Like, the, it's, it's, not hard to miss. Right. Um, and so I kept that little sales pitch and I would go up like, shit. I'd go from one person, like just right there. And then on the other side, I'd give them the sales, the same sales pitch. And they'd be like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Like however much it is, like I just take 20 bucks off or I'll do this or just how, how much, how much cash do you have right now? I'll fill it up. Just give me all your cash. And they're like, oh, all right, yeah, for sure. And then um, I'm still working full time. And then on my lunch breaks, I would go do this. And so just in the span of like at a lunch break and talking to three or four people with that little sales pitch, I'd make six, $700 on my lunch break in 30 minutes. Right. And um, <clears throat> then on the weekends, uh, you know, that's pretty much where I spent most of my time and then all of course all this money in alaska oxycontin got up to one pill it was two to three hundred dollars for one pill for an 80 for, for an 80 per, so yes how, what is that a milligram like fucking that's like like 10 15 bucks a milligram yes yes okay. so it was outrageously priced and um <clears throat> so even me making eight hundred dollars a day I could get maybe two or three pills right? and my, I mean, my tolerance is already going through the roof. So that that's enough to keep me well. Right. And so I'd wake up and just fuck, I, I don't have any energy. I'm sick. So I'd like, then when you're sick and withdrawing and I go up to these gas stations and like, I'm just like, guy, I, I just need, you know, like I'm fumbling over my words and shit. And, uh, still, I mean, it still worked. Yeah. Um, you're giving people a, a reason to do it, even if they think, "Ah, something's fucked up." If, but if let's face it, if I get a, if I got, a, if I get 15 gallons of gas, you know, they fills up my tank. Like I don't have to give them the money until after. So yeah, sure, let's see what happens here, bro. Right. The card works. It fills it up. Cool. Yeah. Like he, you know, if the cop showed up, I'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa he told me this and that." Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, they're totally unsuspected. They have they have no idea. They're well. Nothing. I mean, even if they had an idea, at least you gave them an excuse. No, you you don't understand. This is what he said. Golly gee whiz! <gasps> Are you <laughs> saying the card was stolen, officer? Yeah. You know, exactly. At least. Yeah. To me, I would immediately. Well, yeah, of course, like, other people would be like, yeah, this seems pretty fucking fishy. Yeah, yeah. But the way that I said it, and then, then I mean, of course, like I said, the, probably the way that I looked probably helped a little bit better, too. Right. Uh, and so, it got to the point where I would have, like, I was a gas dealer, pretty much. I would, I had taxis and semis. 
So semis, I was thinking I would have gone straight straight to a truck stop because yeah. those guys are spending a thousand dollars exactly, and that's what I ended up doing. And so they would I had taxis and semis that would call me probably you know four or five times a week. Their semi is like five six hundred dollars. Wow! And a, so semis they have to pay for their their own gas, and uh, I was like, dude, I'll take two hundred dollars off of that, even if it's seven or eight. And he's like, no doubt. Right. There you go, man. And um, that went on for so you can be you can be pretty generous when it's somebody else's money. I'm I'm always when I'm when I have when I've stolen a bunch of money from the bank. I'm pretty generous with their money too. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy. It makes you feel good. Yeah, it makes you feel like you know I'm, I'm doing a, the right thing. Yeah, I'm doing you. I'm doing you a great yeah. favor. While, really while, good, while committing a, a felony, person. I'm a good person. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get you a break. Two hundred dollars off? No, yeah. no, no, I'm, no. I'm feeling a little generous today, <laughs> right? Right, with my employer's money. <laughs> Sorry. So, okay. So, yeah. It's not even your employer. No. Oh, okay. No, I, I don't even know who this construction company is. <laughs> and um, so then, about let's say forty to forty-five days later of me doing this. Um, I'm back in the shop at the the small engine repair shop that I was working at, and my boss comes back, and I'm like sharpening a chain, and he's like, uh, "Matt, there's a detective up front to see you," and I was like, "Oh, fuck!" <laughs> like, and I was like, uh, "For me? Yeah." And <laughs> no, go back and make sure he's, yeah. right. he's got the right guy. Yeah. And that, and it, so when I walk through and I see him, he's in, the, in a suit and he's like, he's got his badge on his hip and everything. And he was very cordial. And he goes, hey, I'm here to see you about, uh, you know, he's like, you know, and I was like, you need some gas. That's what I think. I'll meet you down. I'll meet you at the, at the Circle K. Yeah, since, since you're a cop, I'll give you a 50% yeah, 50 off. Bucks, yeah, 50%. And uh, so he's like, I'm sure you know. And I, I tried to play stupid. I was like, no. What do you mean? What are you, what are you here for? Golly, gee, yeah. what is officer? And then he's like, I, I figured you would say that. And then he goes like, grab his briefcase. Plop. It's like this thick, big manila it's, folder. This is at your work, uh huh. Is your boss there? Or are you in like a back room? No, or? I'm in the front counter. And your boss is sitting there going, "Whoa, boy, you look like you're in trouble." <laughs> I don't know what you've been up to. They, they were hanging out behind, and I know that they were like, they. I mean, they had to know. Like, I mean, did you ever fill their tanks up? No, I was going to say. No. As soon as he said gas, they both turned around and bolt. Yeah, no, oh. they they didn't know. They were unsuspecting. And so, like the counter, the way it is, like there's the front counter, and then you can go over to the side where it's like a little bit more uh, personal. So <laughs> we go over there, and that's when he plops it out and opens it up, and he's like, "All right, so this is you, obviously." My my face blown up in a picture. Flips it open. He's like, "Here is you getting out of your car, filling up this person. Here is you getting out of your car." inserting the card filling up this person flips it it's just over and over and over and then on the other side he's like so you see all these transactions <laughs> there's there's over uh, like five or six hundred transactions that you have here and every single one of those is a felony and i was like okay um 
say, first of all, so, officer, officer, you've done amazing work here. Yeah. <laughs> you've done a good job. Yeah, like, and he does look a lot like me. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you find this guy. I, nobody's more upset about this than me. Yeah. Identity theft. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> so you got to be faster, bro. I know. I know. I just took it. I was like, dude, yeah, you fucking got me. Like, there's, there's no denying it. And so I was like, okay, so what is that? He's like, every time he swiped, it's a felony. So I, what do you mean? I have, I have 500 felonies against me right now. And he's like, well, I mean, due to the sheer amount that you made within 45 days, which ended up being $21,000. Uh, he's like, I just want to let you know that the FBI is going to be picking this up because this is no longer a state investigation. Oh, okay. I thought this guy was the FBI. No, just, he was a detective. He was just a detective, and he was letting me know, like, we got you. Pack your and, bags. Yeah, you were. We're still doing like our um, investigation and everything. I'm not here to arrest you, uh, but I just I want to let you know that the FBI is going to be picking this up. And uh, so I was like, What do you think? How much time do you think I'm looking at? <laughs> like, what? I didn't. I was like, I was fucking just pale. I was a ghost. I keep fucking hitting this thing. Goddamn it! Sorry. <laughs> And, like, I was just, you know, pale, sweating. And uh, after that encounter, he's like, obviously, I'm... Say, uh, and you're fucked up on it. Yeah. Now I've got to go through detox. Yeah. I got to go to jail. I got to go through detox. I'm already fucked up right now. But, so, well, so he said, he, I'm not here to arrest you. So he's like, but obviously, you know, I'm going to need that card. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, here you go. Yeah. You can take that. And uh, he's like, I'm not here to arrest you. We're still doing our investigation. And uh, so you're going to have to go check in with um, a pretrial federal probation officer. So I have to go to the, the federal building. And so I go and meet my, my federal PO. And she's like, so you're on, you're on pretrial. Okay. Well, you, so, you, so you went from, I mean, immediately went from. The this guy just asking you questions. He just told you go downtown. Like you didn't. Was there a? Did they give you a? They gave you a public defender or anything? Or a, no? He he said he just that said show up and sign in. He, I think he gave me like a, like a seventy two hours or something to, to check, turn yourself in to check in to check right. in with the with the pretrial because he said that the investigation's still going and we're not going to arrest you yet. Like, they are like so nice. Like, they, they, I need to go to Alaska. Like they came in, they're like nice to you. Like they're like they were. You, you got seventy two hours. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sorry what you're going through, buddy. <laughs> you made some bad decisions. Like yeah. fuck. Yeah, I didn't have never talked to that guy. Never. I mean, I, looking back on it, I mean, it was probably yeah the easiest way to ever get in trouble. Yeah. And uh, so I go and see my my federal PO, and then so we start start pretrial, and obviously I'm still doing drugs, and I'm doing uh, I at the time probably Did you have to piss. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. not good. Yeah. So she's she's like I'm gonna I'm gonna give you UAs, and I failed <laughs> the first time, of course. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what does that stand for now? Um, and you, so you fail. Well, if you failed, like, did they? Well, they don't. They can't revoke your probation. You don't when have you're probation. On you just signed it. You didn't. You just okay. Yeah. Because you know, like, if you were on probation, then, then well, you, you are pretrial. If you've you're on pretrial, then they could lock you up for that, right? Can't they lock you up? No, they, they won't really lock you up anyway. You haven't been charged. You haven't been sentenced you haven't been sentenced to anything i don't know yeah you're okay so but then why even give you a piss test I, 
You I know? don't know. They were they were trying they to clean me up before before I went in or something. I don't know. They were we gotta they, get you. they were trying to give me some rehabilitation right. in some way. Right. But they're gonna get you healthy before they knock your head off. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's nice. It's nice. It's the right. It's the right thing to do. It's, yeah. So I fail it, and she's like, "Well, I'll obviously you have opiates in your system. Um, I'm gonna. So you gotta next week. I'm gonna try to get you to go to like a, an inpatient program or do something because like." If you keep doing this, we're we'll, we will put you in. We're right. we're gonna take you in, so you're no no longer on pretrial where you're, while you're in uh, under investigation. Um, Can I ask you a question? It, what did your parents say? Like, have you told you you tell you go straight home and say, "Dad." Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. So I told them. I, I laid it all out because my they knew I was up to something. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like I, I was up to something, and they knew. Like, I mean, I'm sitting at dinner and. Doing the nodding out or watching TV and I'm so sleepy. I'm working so hard. Yeah, yeah. I've been working twelve-hour days, fucking this, yeah. all this gas and stuff. And man, people wearing me out, wanting gas all the time. And uh, so I tell them, I was like, "Yeah." So, cop came and pretty much caught me. And uh, my dad, he was like, "Yeah, well, I figured you were up to something." So, I mean, what are you gonna do? And <laughs> It's like, well, I don't know. What do I do? He's like, well, I mean, you can try to get clean. You need, you need to do something before to try to to show the judge that you're trying to change and try to make a difference, and that you're, uh, you know, they feel some remorse for what you've done for charging this company, you know, over twenty thousand dollars in forty days. Like you put which a, got which probably ended up having to pay at the most 50 bucks that once they called their probate once they called the once they called the gas company and said this is or, all or the credit card company this is a fraudulent charge someone's been caught then they they write that off immediately and the most they can charge them under the um electronic transfer act is like 50 bucks and they don't even charge them that so they have to reimburse them within like 24 hours so you didn't really cost them anything they did have to make some phone calls i'm sure oh, oh yeah which was agonizing i'm sure i'm sure yeah and then, um, oh, so after that, yeah, that was, that was, your dad, so your dad was saying, sorry. Yeah. He, I mean, he did, he knew I was up to something and my mom is, uh, she, she's, she's very sensitive and she's, she was crying and I know, I know that like I broke her heart and, but my dad, he's, uh, he's not hard to read. He's just uh, a very, um, what's, what's the word? What is it? Yeah, he's mellow, very mellow. I've never seen him angry at all. Um, but um, shit, I forgot where I was. <laughs> so he was telling your mom was upset, and your dad was kind of like, "Look, you got to get clean. Yeah. You got to get your shit straight. Try and mm -hmm. tell show the judge that you're changing." Yeah, and then so I go through. I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to stop, and I'm getting sick. I, I don't have resource there's no resources right in fairbanks we have one rehab that's it like if i came to florida there's rehabs everywhere i mean yeah jesus christ uh but there's only one in fairbanks and the there was limited bed space can't get in there for months so so like they expect you to like i have to keep up my habit for two months until i can get in there is that what you're saying <laughs> Like I like that. I yeah. like it. That's the that's the drug dealer mentality. So what you're saying is I have to keep my hat. I have to keep this going for two months. Yeah, until you can. And you definitely mm. don't want to go to prison. I mean, you don't want to get pulled into a, the holding cell and detox in the holding no. cell. But inevitably, that's what yeah. happened because I could no longer afford oxy in 
into Fairbanks at the time because then they were they were becoming so rare that they stopped making them and they transferred. They started making the OPs, and I can't I can't smoke those. I right. Like I want the instant high. I want to smoke them, and uh, so um, heroin comes along way cheaper. You, you can get it for 40, 50 bucks. For a, for a point, uh, 0.1, or you can get like a half a gram for a hundred bucks. And it's way stronger. Or, I mean, sometimes, depending on where you got it. And it was like the black tar kind. And uh, so I started to switch to that because it was cheaper. And uh, the small engine shop still kept me employed, thankfully. Nice. Uh, I still worked there. And then... Um, Towards the the end of so I got to talk to my the public defender, uh, federal public defender, and um, she wasn't uh, she wasn't very nice. <laughs> she um, she she just kind of laid it out on me and uh, told me about the point system and everything. And she's like, they'll take your childhood, your I mean your petty theft, uh, a DUI. Um, uh, like I had a theft for under four dollars, like that's a point. And then I had a, criminal. It's criminal history. Your, they'll they'll keep every single they'll keep little bumping thing. Up, they'll bump up your criminal history. Yeah. Every single time you've ever been in trouble. So yeah, you could have been arrested once for um, a DUI. You could have been arrested two years later for uh, for you know shoplifting. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and now when you get to sentencing, you're at a criminal history level of three. Right. So it's like. So you're already now you're you're already instead of having like being at like a level six, you're at like a level thirteen, and at a level eight, you're going to prison. Right. So you're already done. Yep. You know, no matter what. Uh-huh. So. So and then after after meeting just, her, I was just her, clarifying that so that people so, understand. Yeah. 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 So okay. even though all those charges are ridiculously stupid charges, it's, it doesn't matter. Every one of those is going to count for more and more months in prison. Speeding tickets, even. Right. Yeah. Any kind of yeah, it's ridiculous. But, um, so she tells me about that and tells me, I think I had, I I think it was around 16 points or something. Um, and at the time I was on state probation. So I had a SIS, a suspended imposition of sentence that was called, I believe for a, a forgery that I did. And so as long as I didn't get in trouble for two years, what was the forgery for? Um, I was like for three hundred dollars or something i mean i was i was withdrawing i was i just found a check and three hundred dollars and i went to the bank that it was and they're like oh yeah hold on just a sec yeah hold on well, one more second and waiting I, for the sheriff yeah <laughs> waiting for the deputies yeah. oh wait they're here they're yeah. here that's exactly what happened they're like well one one, one more minute and i'm sitting in the drive-thru and then cops come around on both sides and then i mean i was like that i was being an addict, you're willing to fucking do anything yeah, yeah. At, at any oh, cost. Yeah. Like I, I had, I had no regard for any, any, anybody's feelings, or I didn't, I just didn't care. Like I just. Well, and your your risk versus reward is is you know vastly skewed because you're like you're willing to risk anything to get to stay high because you're in such pain. Yeah, I mean, you get to the point where you're you just don't want to be sick. That's right. just, it's just the worst feeling. It's funny too how all the guy how like especially the opiate uh, guys always describe it as being just like being sick. It's it's, like the it's always, worst. You know, it's 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 like their bones ache. Like right. it's a different like con- compared to like other people that go that I've talked to that go through 
uh, withdrawals. Like they always describe it as being like violently like ill. Your whole body's aching. Yes. Your bones hurt. Like, yeah. I was heard. I've always heard that. Like, bro, like literally your bones yeah. ache. You go. You like alligator roll all night, and like there was a point where I. <clears throat> I had a cell that was right across from the shower. So, like, I'd fucking, I'd be oh, freezing, kind of hot flashes and bones hurting. So, I'd run into the shower and I'd sit in there for 15 seconds and then run across to my cell and so get, under, get under the blanket so I could just finally sleep for maybe 30 seconds because you can't sleep either. Um, but that, so that's, that's, a, that's the, another. The forgery. So, the forgery, you did the forgery. You're on state probation for that already. Mm hmm. And you're on federal probation, and you're trying to get into a drug rehab. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to, but right. it never happened. No, well, you keep failing the UAs. Yeah, <laughs> and so they're really it, very it, unfair to criminals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I, it just leads up to I think it was another six, maybe not even that long, four or five months later. Um, they get up to like the. The pre-trial and then the the some court dates like there's a there's a court date before your sentencing is like the um you accept your acceptance of your plea yeah you go and you say yeah i'm, I'm guilty yeah guilty plea yeah. Mm -hmm. and so i the guilty plea is actually when they arrested me on the spot but i had a few um court dates before that just like um i fuck I these like a, like an arraignment like arraignment. you were you, went you, in, you were processed they took your fingerprints yeah. they took a picture of you yeah right that whole thing so you were being arraigned they mm -hmm. let you out immediately on what on a, a or bond like you didn't put up any money right they just no okay no yeah i, I was never i was never incarcerated until the date of my sentencing, sentencing. yeah and so on that on that day i have right here 221 11s when i was when i was sentenced <laughs> And, uh, I go in there and, um, my, my co-defendant, he, he's already, he's already been sentenced. He, he's never had anything on his record. So he gets probation because I mean, obviously through, uh, when, when I was talking to the investigator, uh, he's like, I just want to know when, when you came into possession of this card. And I was like, whenever you see it spike, yeah. like whenever you see it's being swiped every day, that's, that's me. Right. So, like, they calculated the differences and everything. And, and they know it's his card. Yeah. They, and he took yeah. a plea? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he just got probation. Yeah. That, that was it. And uh, so, come to mind, um, I, I had written out, like, a, a little letter just, just, just to, you know, kind of level with him, be like, you know... <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a fucking awful person. Like I'm not evil. I'm not I'm not trying to do this to try to just, you know, fuck everybody over. Like I I have a problem. I'm I'm an addict. Like I I have issues. To who? I'm I'm saying this to the courtroom. I'm to, saying okay. this to the judge. And uh I was just, you know, letting them know like I I feel remorse for what I did. It it was it's awful. It's stupid. Um I mean, I it's just a very immature way of trying to deal with my addiction. And uh, I said, I mean, if it wasn't for the for the case of me being addicted to drugs, this this wouldn't be happening, obviously. And he actually kind of leveled with me. And he's like, I have a daughter that's caught up in that stuff right now. Um, and I, I feel for you, kid. 
Um, I honestly feel like you need a real rehabilitation more than you need a, a prison sentence. But due to the sheer amount of money that you made within the 45 days or whatever, like you, you had to be sentenced to something. Right. What was, what were they already recommending? What was probation recommending? 16 to 18 months. 16 to, 16 to 18 months? Yeah. Oh, okay. Jeez. Okay. For yeah. fucking 21 grand? Yeah. It was because of all my little priors, my little points. I don't know why I'm looking at Connor. He doesn't. He's not going to help. He doesn't understand. But he looked at me like he looked at me like I don't. How am I? I don't. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. Um. But no. Yeah. That that's that's out. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Was, I, I know people have sold a couple hundred thousand dollars and ended up with probation. Mm-hmm. So. So it was. It was. It, it's all of your. It's all of your. Uh, your criminal history level. Yeah. Okay. That's that's what led up to me. Ha- having to have that much and so and what he said is like you know i have to sentence you to something obviously so i'm gonna give you three months i was like three months okay i've never done any any time at at the time like i've done three days maybe for driving without a license because at that time driving without a license was a a jailable offense and uh i had a i think i had a dui or something and um never done any time before so he sentenced me. Uh, I was doing heroin up to that day. I did. I smoked heroin before I went and got sentenced. And uh, he told me that. And then my both my parents there. My mom was crying, and like I kind of broke down. I was like, "All right, here I go." And then they handcuffed me and they put me in the little federal holding cell. Kind of broke down, bro. I I cried like a small child. Dude, yeah, yeah. Like you could. Yeah, I was unconsolable. Yeah, I. He, I Got considerably amount a considerable amount of more time than you, but it doesn't matter if it's a month. No, it's devastating. Yeah, because you're taking. I mean, you're getting taken away from everything. Yeah, yeah. Especially for your first time ever, like you get taken away. You have to go through detox. Yes, you have to to go through withdrawals. I have to go withdrawals. Good times. Yeah. So then from there, I they send me to FCC Fairbanks Correctional Center. Um. And uh, so, question when they locked you up right there in the courtroom and they lead you away, the mm-hmm. marshal leads you away, right? Mm-hmm. They lead you down the hallway. Mm-hmm. And then like, they put me in a little gate. Right. And they leave me there until like until they're ready to transport. Right. Which the federal building to FCC is three miles away. But I'm in there for like four hours. And just with me in my head and my thoughts and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did this. I'm so fucking stupid. No, I'm never going to do this again. Like, this fucking, I'm, I need to change my life around. I need to do something. And uh, finally, yeah, after three or four hours of me in there, bawling my eyes out and fucking beating myself up and saying how much I, like, slandered my last name, my, like, uh hurt my parents and all this so many everything goes through your head the most awful fucking things you can think of and uh they come and come and get me and they handcuff me and put go to fcc and then like by that night i'm like i'm already tossing and turning and and fcc like there's a lot of people in there that are going through the same shit there's a lot of people that are going through withdrawals so like it's a the, major major problem in Alaska, right? Isn't it? At that time, okay. it was the the oxycontin epidemic was huge. It, it was really big. Yeah, back in 2010, 2011, it was that was the main thing. There was a lot of people doing it, and uh, so I get to FCC, and I, of course, I know quite a few people in there because it's a, just a small town, 
and they're they're like here this will help take some candy and then you know like whatever anything that'll help and he's like make sure you go take a shower go do this and like everybody knows that i'm going through withdrawals so they're like just leave them alone and let them sleep it off because there's probably and so there's uh a a wing b wing and c wing and a wing is the the higher higher um like uh higher security and then b wing is like the, the low level and c c wing is the workers and b wing is just like it's, it's just it's disgusting like it's like the kind where you just look down it and there's like mold and dripping water onto like the cement and the, all the paints scratched off and it's just it's not very clean right um and so yeah I, i'm kicking for seven seven to ten days before i i start coming coming out of it and coming out of my cell and eat and kind of socialize and talking to a few guys that i know outside of there but that they're in as well um and then like i start to understand some of the because i've never done time i know that there's certain politics certain things you should do like um in jail it it's not uh the polit there's no politics in fcc really right at all yeah there's too mixed up there's not enough there's not enough guys to get together to no. be dangerous it, so it's, it's, it's whites and natives yeah that's it so <clears throat> after 20 20 30 days like i'm i'm playing spades you know I'm playing spades with these guys and i'm eating hanging out i'm like this isn't actually isn't ain't too bad i can do this i can do this for what i'm not i've been here for 28 days i can do this for 70 more this is easy maybe they won't even take me to federal pen or federal fci and then on uh day 30 uh they go over the over the uh intercom the lawn roll it up i was like and everybody's like oh shit federal here we go and uh yeah i knew so i rolled it up i mean all i have is my blankets and i have my paperwork so you throw your sheets and your blankets at the bin and and uh so they walk me up to booking so that's it's no longer um just the correction officers i walk over and then there's the fbi so they got their i always know their fbi because they got their tan pants and their blah blah and, um you mean the u.s marshals yes yeah the okay. u.s marshals gonna say yeah uh and so there i think there was maybe two or three i think there's three total including me that were all federal and we were getting transported and uh it's at that time january december february so it's about february so it's fucking cold uh, at that it's alaska yeah i'm assuming it was cold the whole time i thought it was cold <laughs> I, I didn't know it was a warm spot there there is for about three or four months and oh, then, nice. yeah yeah other than that it's cold um so they uh, they chain gang us and put us in the van and then we fly up to this little private uh, airway and they put us in this little the little bush plane and just the little two propellers and uh, so fly and us marshals with you the whole time yeah yeah two marshals um, they they were super chill um, comparatively speaking to the marshals that I encountered later um, so then I fly to Anchorage and they i go to the anchorage jail and i'm at the i'm not no i at the time i'm like where where am i going like are they just gonna 
am I going to Anchorage? Am I going to stay here? Like, I, they don't tell you anything. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. So, and then they put me in some podunk cell. They put me in a, tub, a little tub, like, because there's no bed space anymore. There's two bunks, and then they put you in a the tub pretty yeah, much yeah. with a mat a boat they, they call them a boat it's yeah. an orange right is it was it orange it was gray it was gray yeah. so it's like a it's like a looks like a almost like a what do you what do you it's call like it? a shallow fucking canoe or something yeah like a like a really shitty low boat that yeah yeah like a um I'm trying to think not a canoe like a kind of like a kayak kind of like a kayak canoe kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah and then yeah. you stick your mat in there yeah. and then i got some guy up front on on the top that's fucking of course annoyingly snores every damn night and then i got the guy on the bottom bunk that's going through withdrawals himself so i'm on the floor and this guy is in full-fledged withdrawal shitting himself and puking and i almost like i i dude i need to get the fuck out of here like yeah i i'm seeing seeing that in perspective like he was like got to be 50 years old and he's still going through what i just went through when i was right. 20 years old and then it like kind of put it in perspective i was like dude i'm not going to be 50 years old and going through this shit anymore right no way i do not want to be that dude and uh i was in there for two two or three days and were you, uh, you were locked in the cell the whole time 21 hour 20 yeah. hour lockdown so we were just out for breakfast lunch dinner that's it and uh in there for for three days and then yeah they bang on bang on the door the lawn roll it up i was like thank fucking god i don't care where i go anymore i don't want to be in here and uh i try asking them i always try asking them like where am i going they're yeah, like we can't where i can't tell you that and um from there there was probably about 10 or 15 uh federal and in, uh inmates that were in anchorage and they, I think on this one, so they do the hip restraints to your handcuffs, your hips, and then your feet, and then they attached you to two other people and then put you on the bus. And then from the bus, then we go to the, another private airport or something and put put us on the plane. And I'm, my public defender said that with the amount of time that you have, you, as far as you're going to go is Seattle, SeaTac. Like there's, there's no other reason why you'd go anywhere else because you're low, you're low level. Like there's, that's as far as you should go. So after I was, I'm on the plane heading to Seattle right. and I'm like, okay, there's no federal, you told me earlier, there was no, yeah. there's no federal prison there's, in Alaska. No, there's none. Um, so I know that's where I'm going. I'm like, okay, so I can kind of relax. This is, this is my last destination. And uh, so I, I get in there and walk in and it's, it was a whole different kind of feeling because it's, it's not a jail. It's, it's prison. Jail and prisons are like, I didn't, I didn't realize. Vastly yeah. different. Yeah. yeah. So I walk in and this, this like a big two tier were you say something? I was going <laughs> to say something. This was with a plane. Mm -hmm. or... No, this is. Oh, yeah. I'll oh, tell yeah, you that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, so I, yeah, I walk in and it's a whole different feel because all the whites approached me. There, everybody's like, "Hey, do you need anything? I like, I, I, do you need any food? Do you need it? I mean, socks? Do you need any shower slides? Yeah, yeah. Do you need a toothbrush? Like, 
I got I, some soups for you. Do you need keefy coffee? Exactly. What, what do you need, bro? I got a lock for your locker. Give me that back when you go to commissary. Yeah, the whole yep, thing. Yeah, and like this, it, it was so, I never experienced something like that. It was like, I just felt like they were like, hey, we're here. Like, if you need us, yeah, support, let me know. Support yeah. group, definitely. And then, but then I noticed, like, the other guys that I came with, their their race went up to them yeah. and did the same thing. I was like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. I mean, and uh, so I go <clears throat> go to my cell, and I'm kind of situating myself, and I'm, I'm in there with, uh, he, he was just a uh, Mexican. I don't know if he was a north side or south side or anything, but he was really super chill. I think he was younger than I was. Um. And he's, we have lockers in there and he's got like cans and cans of like Sprite and Pepsi and all this stuff. He's like, you can have some if you want some. And or I was like, I don't, I don't want to accept anything from anybody. That's just sad. You've I, been told. Yeah. You've been told don't accept anything. Yeah. Because then they want something. They want something back from you, Connor. Yeah. That's how that works. It is. Yeah. Remember that time? You know, yeah. That, yeah. You yeah. yeah remember now, that? You're going to help me out. Now, uh, <laughs> now I need you to meet me in the shower. So, whoa, whoa, bro. It was yeah. a fucking seven up, man. It was a fucking can of soda. What are you that talking? doesn't, that does that's not add up. Cr- that's crazy <laughs> interest. I don't care. That's crazy interest. Yeah. 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 That's so what I used to say the difference between being in the medium mm-hmm. when I was in the, I was in a medium, uh, uh, at Coleman, I was at the medium for like three years. Difference between being in the medium uh, prison and being in the low was in the medium. If some guy left a Snickers on your pillow, don't oh, eat it. Oh fuck no! But if they leave it if, at the medium, you can eat it <laughs> because that dude comes to you and says, "Hey man, uh, what you got my man? Fuck you! Yeah, hey fucking, I ate your fucking Snickers. I might be in your fucking locker later. What what room are you in? Yeah, because yeah. they're not going to do anything in the medium. Yeah. They're pretty much fucking. They're pretty much set. They're okay. But, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> but you don't want to. You don't want to take that Pepsi. Yeah. No. I know. Out. I've heard about you, yep. predator. Yeah. I know what you're trying to do. Set me up, motherfucker. Um, and then so, first night, first night I'm at SeaTac and just getting comfortable. I'm like, finally, I can. This is where I'm going to be. Laying down, I'm starting to fall asleep, and on my door, Lalon, roll it up. I was like, you got to be fucking shitting me like no no you got the wrong person like uh, are you sure i just got here (laughs) that's yeah that's what i said i just got here he's like no he's like looked at his paperwork he said lalonde i was like yes that's my last name he said yeah roll it up okay i mean so i don't have anything because i just got here and um so they put me i mean do the the whole fucking wrist restraints put it to your hips put it around your ankles blah blah blah. lead us all out to this shittiest fucking plane i've ever seen like i swear there was duct tape holding this thing together yeah yeah they're not it's it's not delta no 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 it's 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 not even like like what is spirit it's not even spirit like and it's just a plain gray just there's nothing on it yeah and And the stewardesses are fucking horrible no they've got shotguns yeah yell at you the whole time yeah yeah, they're they're they not. They won't nice. let you go to the bathroom. Nope. I don't give a fuck if that light's off or not. <laughs> you're not going. You just piss yourself. Yeah. Because you're probably sitting in a seat yeah. that's been pissed in multiple times. Probably. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. They were I mean, fairly, fairly nice. Um so I get we all get situated, get on the plane, and we're all sitting there, and then uh the pilot goes, Oh, I think we're having a 
problem with one of our engines, so we're going to have to, you know, everybody's going to have to get off. We're going to have to try to do this again another time. That's what you want to hear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah especially um, yeah, when you're all restrained and getting ready to fly to another another state. Um, Could you imagine if something happened? Do you ever see that, that one plane? I hate to say this, but do you remember that one plane that I don't know what it was, a DC, whatever. It actually, like, the top of the plane blew off, and they lost one of the fucking, one of those stewardesses flew out. Like, if you were chained together with, like, five other guys, and one guy goes out, like, you're all going out like yeah. anal beats. Like, you're like, even one of you could hold on. The other guys are going to be flapping around, hitting the fucking, yeah. the, the fuselage on the outside. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're a pretty strong guy. You'd probably be all right. I'm, I mean, I, I try yeah. my best. So, anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, the plane's not good. <laughs> what imagination you have. <laughs> <laughs> so, the captain said, listen, there's something leaking out of one of the engines. We don't feel good about this. Yeah. So, anyways, um, so we all fucking, we're all getting off and then go head back to the, uh, to the prison. <laughs> thought of when I, they would chain me to the guy in front of me i was always like we're like a bunch and we we're all in orange yeah. like sometimes you'd be or you'd have like the the, the paper dresses that they put you in yeah. you're like and i'd be like there's like there's like 12 orange guys in orange chained together and i would always for some reason i always thought you know anal beats yeah. i don't know i'd once seen some anal beats you know <laughs> i i well i knew someone and and you know they were they were you know and so i saw you know and they were they were orange yeah that's all I'm saying. Don't don't judge me. I'm not. I mean, okay, I, okay, <clears throat> got that covered. Um, <laughs> we go back in and into the pod, and everybody's like, "Oh shit, everybody's back!" Blah blah, making fun of us. Like, and uh, then that night, um, the one of the white guys he he uh, approached me. He's like, "Hey, we're making a spread for all the white guys." Like, I've never had any like real food right since being in it was always just like what they gave us and so like in in the in f the federal institution you can you can order a lot of shit you can order i mean at pretty much anything food wise or drink wise and um he made us like not this big plate of nachos with like sliced up sausage and put jalapenos and cheese and yeah what was it Little chubs, the, yeah, yeah, chubs, the little yeah, chubs, yeah. and then the squeeze cheese, and all the squeeze cheese, and all that. And and he just he had it for all the white guys. And that night, I was like, man, this is fucking awesome. Like this is pretty, <laughs> was pretty cool. Like it. And uh, then that night again. So this is my second night. Bang bang on my door again. The lawn roll it up. Four in the morning. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, well, I know this time where I'm potentially going. And uh, we all get on there, get situated. There's another problem. There's another problem. Um, yeah, we're all gonna have to uh, get on the off. plane. You got on the plane again? Mm -hmm. Like you'd figure that they would check the fucking plane before yeah. you get on the prisoners on there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it goes to show where our our government money is going. Um, we all fucking get off the plane again, and now now the pods like really laughing at us. They're all right. hollering and shit and making fun of us. And I was like, yeah, we're at, we're back. Here we go. Like, yeah. Yeah, can we get some more nachos? Um, then, third night, of course, same thing. Repeat. Like, I was expecting it. I wasn't even trying to sleep. I was sitting like this, like, on my on my bunk, waiting for him. And the uh, lawn roll it up. Same thing. We all get on the plane. And, and then pilot doesn't say anything, so we start rolling back. And I'm like, oh, fucking, here we go. Uh, finally going somewhere. I'm going to die. Um, take off 
everything seems pretty kosher and and then they're uh then they give you two day old sandwiches and uh, and a little box of juice with your hip restraints and <laughs> yeah they want you to eat them like this like you're you have to scoot up the chains hard just enough so you can reach down it's it's comical watching. if you drop something it's just gone it's, it's comical <laughs> watching like like the hardest dudes like tattoos everywhere yeah. buff and like they're just struggling to try to eat their little sandwich yeah. <laughs> it's just i saw a few guys are like fuck that i'm not even gonna try yeah. um and then we land i don't know where we where we landed until uh until i got off the plane because i was like this is i mean i'm in vegas i can see the chris angel fucking pyramid i can see the strip i was like this is cool i'm getting all my vacation spots checked yeah. off on this because later i found out that they're moving me because of limited bed space whatever the fuck that means but that's why they were moving me around and so they put you on a bus again and we're driving through i drive through the strip like i'm on a bus just like oh this is fucking cool i'm looking at everything i've never been to vegas and <laughs> you still really haven't been to vegas. <laughs> yeah. being i need in the, to yeah being in the prison transport yeah. on the way to prison driving down the strip it's yeah. not really being to vegas yeah but i mean i was in the location <laughs> yeah. of so i mean i didn't get to experience of course real vegas um, and then we tried, we drive past it and we start going through like this desert, like where there's absolutely nothing. And, uh, we pull into the, like, it just, it looked like a, like an army base because you can't, you can't see the fence. Like it's all the, the ground is above the fence and everything. So you, you have to go around through where the gates are until you actually can see the prison. And then it's a, uh, it was a, um, a privately owned federal institution called it was just Pahrump FC FCI and never never heard of the place it's, it's a, I guess it's a it's a holding or a transport like facility I guess I have no idea why they sent me there but that's where Do I you ended know who, who owned that facility was it like CCA or... I, I have no idea because uh, there's I a bunch of private there's a bunch of private companies that mm -hmm. like there's cca there's is it global and they where they they build private prisons and they they house uh federal and state inmates yeah yeah i i just it, i was obviously brand new because i mean paint was all everything was brand new and uh they they put us all in the, the little pod little holding cell and they're doing their little classifications and stuff and uh <clears throat> finally get out of my cuffs and i think i i'm wearing my so in SeaTac they give you brown you're wearing your brown and brown and i'm wearing my shower shoes that's all i got and uh and there it's the yellow jumpsuit so you got to go through i gotta you gotta change out from your from my SeaTac clothes you got to go through your whole inspection and do you, I'm sure you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's real fun. Yeah, yeah. The bend over, squat, and cough. Yeah, yeah. Lift up um, your sack. Let yeah. Me, let me see yeah. what you got in there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's fun. Uh, and then they they give you your your yellow jumpsuits, and then I I turn the corner and I just it was just huge. Like I could I couldn't see the end of it. It was just one big long hall, and um, they assigned me to a pod. So 
and I walk in, and it's just, it's literally, it's, you don't have a cell. There's no cell. It's just, it was like probably a open bay. Yeah. It was like probably like a 60 by 60. Yeah. Just with lines of beds and then one big TV up here. And then you have one, two, three, four, five tables. So there's all your beds and all, all the little shitters with the, um, with the divider that's probably this high. So you can look to the guy next to you taking a shit and say hi. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> or masturbating. Yeah, that's he's, yeah. He's masturbating. Sometimes they'll bring in some uh, some lotion. Yeah, delete, yeah. you know. Yeah, you, you make sure you keep your blinders on. Yeah. Whatever you're you know. doing, you don't want to look over ever. <clears throat> or sometimes maybe you do. Maybe you say, <laughs> "Tom, what are you looking at there? Come on, stop it, Cox. You know what I'm doing. What are you doing? What's all that noise? <laughs> you eat macaroni? Yeah, what's going on, bro? Oh, so. Worry about your damn self." <laughs> And uh, can I read that later? <laughs> is that is that the one with uh, what's her name in it? Yeah, God damn it, Cox. <laughs> so we're I go into this one and uh, I'm not approached like by the white guys this time. Like this is this is just a big fucking dorm, and uh, so I find out this is where I'm at and where my bed is, and I'm in fucking Nevada. I'm like, what am I? I'm like thinking, I'm like, how much time do I have left? Like I've been, this is okay. I was going to say, yeah. half your sentence has been to transport. Yeah. I mean. Like I'm at this point, I was like, I think I have probably 50 days left. Like, should you be putting me in for halfway house? No, yeah. And uh, so I find my bunk and then eventually to like talk to, so, I mean, he was white because obviously he was a skinhead, had a bunch of tattoos and blah, blah. And he, this place was super politicky. Like he, he was, he let me know, this is where I, I learned where there's the, the Norteños and the Sereños. He's like, okay, so you can associate with the Southsiders and you can tell that they're Southsiders because they have a shaved head. The Northsiders don't, but some of them do. I was like, how the hell? Is there a manual? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I was like, how do you expect me to, I was like, you know, I'm, how about I just don't associate with any of them? Then I'll be okay. And then he's like, um... And there's uh, there's this one guy. He's mixed. He's he's he has a a white mom and a black dad. So he has he's mixed. So he he runs with us. So I just want to let you know that like that's that's what we're doing around here because the pod. I think there's ten, eleven white dudes. The rest of them are north side or south siders or or blacks. And uh, well, how many people are in the unit total? Probably forty or fifty. I want to say this forty first. This ten. If ten of them are, that's like twenty five percent white guys. Yeah, huh. <laughs> yeah. And so, what's so funny is in prison, like having this conversation. Like, you can't have this conversation in the real world because no. in the real world, like it, it's funny. You go to prison and it. Like the black guys can be right next door, right next to you. And you say, listen, let me tell you about the black guy. Don't talk to me. I fucking see. And they're right there. You're like, you know, you just get off the street. You're like, bro, bro, what's your, there's a black guy right there. Like, what are you saying, bro? Yeah. And then, you know, and it's like such a, a an issue in, in prison. And then you get out. And, and you still have it's that the, mentality. But it's the exact opposite. Yeah. But it's, it, the exa- you know, it's, it's, it, and it was so funny to people out here. Like They're like, you know. You know, racism and prejudice. They're like, this is not racism. No, you have no <laughs> idea. No idea what racism no is. Idea. 
but so he gives me that little bit of a lowdown and then one one morning we get uh um it's like waffles or pancakes and little apple slices for for breakfast and they give you like a little spoonful of, of peanut butter and the the white slash black guy the mixed guy that, that ran with us he, he was allergic to, to peanut butter or to get nut allergy or something and he's like here you want mine I, like i can't have it i was like yeah sure i'll take it and put it on my waffle or my pancake ate it and then like a couple hours later the that white dude that first talked to me about the politics and everything in there he goes so i saw you took uh some peanut butter from what's his name earlier uh you know that i should beat your ass for that how, like, how big is this guy by the way because basically did you tell him you're like a tourist like I, I'm, I'm 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 on vacation this is this is a couple of months for me bro this isn't yeah. my fucking life he yeah he knew that i was like this is my first time obviously well and it's your your short time right you yeah you know, let him know like i'm I'm, I'm on, on in a I'm, week. I'm on my way out. I've been on my way out since, since I got like, in. Right? <laughs> and uh and that's what he was like that's what he said. He was like, "So, but since I know you're new here and I know that you don't got much time, uh, I'm going to let this one slide." I was like, "Oh, thanks, buddy." Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, thanks for that. Like, I mean, he wasn't at at the time, I mean, in 2010, 2011, I mean, uh, I was a uh, a lot smaller. I mean, he wasn't. I was gonna say you're you're a pretty big guy. Like I was thinking, like how big is this guy? Yeah, I mean, at that time he was a lot bigger than me. Right. Yeah. Like I I think after I after the withdrawals and everything, I started eating. I was maybe 140, 150 pounds. Oh shit. Yeah. And I, like well, I yeah. can't imagine you at a buck fucking forty. Like. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was strong. You're out. probably what 170 now, 180. No, I'm pushing almost 200. Oh fuck. <laughs> I think last yeah, I was like 193. Yeah. Well, know. it would have been a different conversation. Yeah, at 200, he, if it wasn't 140. Yeah, if he said that, I, I would have fucking much lifted more, him up by his neck and threw him away. I'm much more polite to people that are 200 pounds. Yeah, <laughs> no shit. And then, so yeah, that happened, and I was like, okay, well, all right, I thanks, thank you, I understand, sir. Uh, and uh, and then I was there. I was at Perump for maybe a week or two and they had uh you could go outside whenever you wanted but it was just like a fenced in area so the, there was the pod and then you could just walk out to maybe a 15 by 15 uh obviously gated it just you could just go out there and chill like there wasn't enough to play handball or anything it was just a, just to go outside and me being from alaska like i didn't get that much sun so i just go i just go and sit like kind of in the corner and just sit there and so soak up the sun and all the guys like hey look at alaska he's just i'm like yeah leave me alone i'm just fucking soaking up sun i don't have anything else to do i'm out of here like i would and then um yeah about a week later um over the pa again lalonde roll it up i was like where the fuck else could i possibly going now like i i'm i'm pushing under 40 days now like i've been to two well if you count the Three. from fcc to anchorage from anchorage to SeaTac to SeaTac to perump i mean i've been to yeah. four, four different places yeah. already and uh i roll it up i'm like okay uh, where the fuck am i gonna go now um and then i think this time let's see i was in vegas so I 
we took a bus this time. I, they didn't fly me. We took a bus all the way from Pahrump, uh, Nevada. And then I ended up arriving to Sheridan, Oregon, FCI. And uh, that's where I did the remainder of my time. And in, in FCI or in, the, in Sheridan, um, it was three-man cells. And you have to go there first. You have to go into the classification pod. And at that time, I think I had 35 days left or something. So they didn't, they couldn't classify me to put me into where I was supposed to go. Right. Because most guys stay in classification in that pod for a week. And in, in that classification pod, you're on 21 hour lockdown. Same thing. Lunch. I mean, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And uh, three man cells. And, um, first couple nights, uh, they, they were, they were pulling people out and be like, okay, you're going here and then you're going here. And then I'd get a cell to myself and be like, oh, this is nice. And then until more came in. And then, uh, so in, in, in Sheridan, they give you, of course, when you get there, I'm in another yellow jumpsuit, but they also give you a, a, a jacket with a hood because in that particular um pod or that that uh federal detention center it's it was it was just cold in there and i mean they give you jackets and because you can go outside too and it has a, a hood on there and there was one morning right there uh, there they pop the doors and it's, it's breakfast time and i have my jacket on everybody's wearing their jackets like and a lot of them put their hood on because and that doesn't fucking matter. But I'm sitting in line, like shuffling, you know, waiting to get my breakfast. And I'm shuffling. And then I hear um, a CEO say, hey, take off your fucking hood. And I was like, I know there's plenty of other people wearing their hood. So I, I didn't pay any attention to it and kept going. Hey, did you fucking hear me? Take off your goddamn hood. And I kind of like look back and I look. I was like, I know he's not fucking talking to me that way. Like I, uh, <laughs> yeah, he is. I know, I, and that, <laughs> he was, and I was like, I didn't. I'm, I'm not gonna. I don't care. I'm at the point. Where I was like, I, you can't, you can't talk to me that way. I just, no matter who, who you are, like I just, that's just how I felt. Like I just, it just, it got, got me. I was like, just you motherfucker. And uh, so he came up and grabbed me on the shoulder, and I said, "Did you hear me?" He said, "Take off your fucking hood." And I said. I don't give a fuck who you are. You're not going to talk to me that way. Just say, hey, can you, can you take off your hood? Like, why do you give us a jacket with a hood if you don't want us to wear the fucking hood? And uh, he um, he said, do you know, you know who was asking you to do that, to take off your hood? You know who was asking you to do that? That's the warden. And I was like, okay. What does that mean? He's like, well, you're disrespecting the warden, and the warden told you to take off the hood, and that's insubordination. And I was like, I shut the fuck. Like, I don't care. As the warden was, he was like a five foot two little Mexican dude, and he's yelling at me to take off my hood. He's like, all right, well, take him to the hole. So <laughs> I get sent to the hole for wearing my hood on a jacket that they give you for no fucking reason. So I get sent to the hole, and, uh, I get, it's, I mean, the whole is, that's a whole different place. There's, I mean, there's people fucking screaming. I mean, there's, yeah, it's, it, loud. It, it's very loud. 
And then I learned that, I mean, after being in there, like for the first day, you, you only get to shower three times a week when you're in the hole and they bring it to you. <laughs> they, they bring the shower to you while you're in the hole. Okay. And, well, I mean, I, I've heard of those. That's the, every, every, every institution is different, but yeah. yeah. And, so it's on like wheels, right? Like yeah. they wheel it to you. Yeah. And, um, you only get three showers a week. I mean, obviously you're on, in the hole. You're not allowed to do anything. And I, w I went in there with some dude that I was by myself for the first couple of days. Then they moved me again. And then I get into this cell that's withdrawing from coffee. <laughs> withdrawing from yeah. coffee, from caffeine. Yeah, because he's, uh, I mean, he he said he would drink those, those little instant packs that you get, the little blue ones. I think he said he was going through like three of those a day. And uh, he's just laying in bed with the migraines and shitting himself all the time on the toilet. And like, it was, uh, <laughs> it was horrible during that. I mean, but when he was sleeping, like I, I had time to, it was actually kind of peaceful mm -hmm. in, in a weird way. And being so secluded, it's, it's weird what your, what your mind can adapt to so easily. Like <laughs> you understand I've done your entire sentence in the shoe. Yeah, and really. <laughs> I, did four, I did 45 days one time. I, I mean, I know guys have done six months. Oh, year, yeah. You know. Yeah. But it, it's but it's insane that how what your mind can just it just makes it OK. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can adapt to any. I mean, pretty much anything. Yeah. yeah. And it's I felt I felt comfort and, and solace and in, in being <laughs> alone all the time. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, this is nice. Uh, and then I started writing. I started doing like just just writing my my life story and like what I've been through and like I I started having like you know idea that maybe I should you know make um, an audio autobiography or something or right write a memoir a memoir right. yeah um, because to me I mean it's to me it's a big story to other people I mean it's 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 small but like to me it's I went through a lot of shit and. Uh, after I got, I was on only in the hole for a week. Um, I got back to my, to the, the um, classification one. And uh, there was this, this older dude that I, like I talked to him here and there. And like, I liked to listen to the radio, of course. And uh, he's like, I got an extra radio if you want to use it because I know you're only going to be here for what? He's like two more weeks. He's like, you can, you can keep it. And I ended up having a cell to myself for the remaining three weeks, I think, that I had there. And uh, they started the the breakfast, lunch, and dinner hour. And then between those those three hours, they would let you out for a half hour. So you got, I was on... 20 hour lockdown instead of 21 and i was walking I, I was just walking around on the tier and then i had this this uh <laughs> this i think he might have been a north sider i'm not sure but he had like a big big tattoo of like you know like, like the georgia bulldog or whatever he had on his chest and he was animal just, lover yeah actually yeah and uh he just he loved to talk and then, I mean, I like to listen. So you just, we just walk around and he'd bullshit and we'd talk and then blah, blah, blah. And then the old dude, he, he was doing my laundry for me. Like he was just, because he was a worker in that uh, facility. So he was allowed to be out the whole right. time. Um, 
Yeah, a lot of guys will do that just to be able to be out of the cell. Like yeah. it's, it's it'll it, it your time goes so much faster if you're working than if you're just laying in in your fucking yeah. bunk the whole time. Yeah, and I of course was I hated reading before I went in, and then I ended up reading you know a bunch of books while I was in there. And, and then I would listen to the radio and I had this, the, the window was probably about this big, probably about three feet tall. And I'd sit, just sit out there and listen to my music. And you can see who's coming in from, for where, where I was, you could see all the new arrivals and everything. And then, um, towards the, <clears throat> I think it was my second to the last day, uh, the the guy that I was walking around with that I would talk to all the time with the big, big tattoo I mean he was he was pretty pretty big um, scary looking dude but he was he was funny like uh, he's like hey you got a new celly I was like oh fuck I was like come on I I almost had it I almost had my cell to myself the rest of the time and uh, I walk in there and it's this this pudgy little just white dude never been and never been in trouble in his life. He got, he got, uh, got caught in for embezzlement because he worked at a bank and he got like 48 months or something. First time, never seen jail. He was petrified. <laughs> he was so fucking scared. I walked in there. He was like, Hey, um, is it okay if like, if I put my stuff here? Cause it's a three man cell. There's two bunks right here. And then there's a, there's a single bed. And of course I want the bottom bunk. I was like, you can, you can sleep on that one. I don't care. You can take the top. I don't give a shit. And I had a blast with that guy. So I, what I did, no, I'd have been like, like, so have they raped you yet? (laughs) So the dude that I, that what I was walking around with, he's like, you want me to fuck with him? And I was like, dude, oh yeah, okay, let's see, let's go ahead. So he walks in there, opens the door. He's like, hey man, you owe me my fucking money. You got my fucking money. I know you fucking stole my money. He's like backing up and fall. He's like, no, I swear, I swear I didn't do it. And he's like, I'm just fucking with you, man. And I was, and then I grabbed it, grabbed that dude. I was like, all right, that's enough. He's gonna fucking shit himself. And uh, I was like, so this is my. Uh, I'm getting out tomorrow. I'm gonna give you all, all the, you know, the rules and regulations of what you should, should and shouldn't do. And he's like all night till like twelve one. He's like, well, what if I? What do I do this? Or who do I talk to? Or where can I sit? Or like, I was like, just keep to your own, man. Like, just you. You don't want to get in a car. You don't want to fucking do any of that shit. Like, you don't want. You don't want to get involved. I can tell by <laughs> the way you look and what you're doing. I. I, I don't think you're you soft as gone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, not hard like me, baby. See, not running that fucking place. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! So and then um, that morning, uh, they're getting ready for release. So they, I think it was like eight o'clock. and it was like a female CEO, and she was like, "So she's like, oh Matthew, are you, you ready to go?" And I was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, let's get the hell out of here." And uh, they give me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she, You're damn right, I'm ready to go, boo. <laughs> Say no more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um. And uh, 
So they give you, I didn't have any clothes, so of course you get your gray sweatpants, white tee, and your fake uh, fake chucks. And I think I got 120 bucks that the, that they gave me. They gave you $120? Yeah. Motherfuckers. They got to fly me back to Alaska from Oregon. What? Huh? They, but you said they gave you money, though. Yeah. They gave, Yeah. They, was there... Fair... fair uh, not farewell, but it's like um, was anybody it, putting, it's gate money. Gate money? No gate money. I didn't get any gate money. I was all locked up thirteen years. I didn't get gate money. Oh, I got a good luck to you, bro. That sucks for you, then. <laughs> My God, was anybody putting money on your books when you were locked up? Like uh, were your parents putting money on your books, or no, not so much. I mean, they did sometimes, uh, but they. The uh, my mom, of course, wanted to talk to me, and I I couldn't because she just she would break down every time. She's just I just want you to do better. I hope you can make it. And my dad just he's he, fine. Yeah, just <laughs> fucking let the kid do his time. He'll get out and figure it out. Um, and then uh, so I get out. I'm walking out, and I can hear everybody banging on the windows because they can see me walking out. And I go to this to the van, and he's wearing like prisoner uh or oranges and i was like are you you're my driver he's like yeah because it's a camp so like i I just i had no idea that they would let a prisoner drive me 30 miles away to the airport they put jess on a bus and let her driver or go to the other like they gave her a fucking voucher her and a bunch of girls they got to go hang out for a couple of days and showed up at the prison when they wanted to not really i mean they had had time today to be there but they hung out they went on a bus. They where'd you stop? Atlanta. Atlanta, uh, Tennessee. We stopped in Nashville. No, they they caught a show. No, the they, I'm joking about the show, but still went to a couple bars. Ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just I didn't have any idea that they would have. You fuckers yeah. had a different experience than I had. There was no gate money for me. Yeah. Nobody nobody gave me a, a bus ticket. You I would got, love to ride the bus. You got fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, at, before before I went in, I was a smoker, so I was like, "He's like, do you want me to stop anywhere?" I was like, "Yes, <laughs> let's go get some fucking cigarettes." And I bought a pack of cigarettes, bought a lighter, took one drag, and fucking coughed my ass off. And I was like, "Okay, well, I'm over uh, that." Uh, oh yeah, I don't fucking want to smoke cigarettes if I'm not sm- fucked up on opiates. So that's that's gone. And then I get to the airport, and they had like a they have a, like a Nike shop in there. And I was wearing my white tee, and they gave me the money. And I was like, I want to get a black Nike sweatshirt so I don't look like I just fucking got out of prison. And and then I got some Burger King and then got on my flight. Fucking Burger King. Yeah. And I got on my flight, and they told me, of course, you need to report to your federal probation officer within 24, 48 hours or something. And uh, I report, and they... As soon as I get there, the my federal PO that she was assigned to, um, when she saw me, because she, she saw my federal uh, my inmate card and like I had my head shaved, and she's like, I was honestly I was really worried about you in there because your picture looks really bad, <laughs> like you look like you were having a very hard time. I was like, I mean, I, I was, but I mean not really. She's like, so are you doing okay? I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would they give you 
for a PO. My PO fucking was constantly going to throw me back in fucking prison. She needed my guts. They were the, I mean, probably the nicest POs that I've ever What's dealt happening? with. You could just go to Alaska, you guys. <laughs> oh my God. And then, yeah, I report to her. And uh, she says, well, of course, you need to get a job and you do this, blah, blah, blah. Check in once a month. And I did, I had five years, five years of federal probation. Did not fuck up once. Did did absolutely like the last year. She's like, or last almost two years. She's like, you can check in every uh, every four months. I think she's like, you can check in every four months, and you don't even have to come in. Just call, just call and check in. Because I was I was passing all my piss tests. I was working. I was doing everything right. Passed all my piss tests. I had to take a, a year worth of 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 criminal behavior modification classes with a with a psychiatrist once a week for an hour and while i was every twice a month being piss tested i didn't even have a drug charge jeez god they, man I, i'm still on federal probation it's been yeah. three years i just got denied i tried to get off uh, early you yeah. know they said no i don't they're holding a grudge it's <laughs> resentment is what it is it's they're they're still they're irritated they're up i'm six sure. million but yeah. it's, you know, they're holding it against me. But anyway. I could see why. You had a vastly different experience. Yeah. So. Well, okay. <laughs> got a PO that's like giving you like hugs and they, you're okay. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I, they, I, there was only two of them and they were both female. So it was like, uh, it was. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was. Blonde hair, blue eyes didn't yeah you know, that 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 probably went a long way with them i'm sure yeah it did they she she's pretty attractive too anyway hope she doesn't see this um uh so i did that i finished it without a hiccup and that was five years and then i lasted about one year off being probation so at that time you lasted one year i last so what does that hold mean? on hold on I lasted one year after being off probation without fucking up again. So fucking up mean like uh, I relapsed. Uh, relapsing. Okay. Yep. So I relapsed, and uh, during those five years, I I was working at a very very good business. Uh, I had a truck, a car, a place. Like I had two like two vehicles at my own place, and I was doing very very well for myself. Like I. I felt like I was like I I did it. I like I told myself when I was walking out of out of Sheridan like I'm never going to touch that shit ever again because it ruined my fucking life. Like I have this this stain on my record now and it's going to haunt me forever. And I was like I'm going to do everything within my power to try to turn my life around. And I did it for 5 years and I thought like I thought I had it licked. I thought like, you know, I did it. Like right. I, I came out, and uh, that's that's the funny thing about addicts is like I mean, it you one change of thought like and you're you're done. And so at that time, uh, like like I said, I think it was like six years. I, I had my own place, and I I woke up one morning, and I had um, the my closet closeted mirrors and next to my bed and I like I swung my legs over and I I just I just have this distinct memory of like I looked at myself and I just said 
I'm not happy. Like uh, I have everything that I could possibly want materially, but I don't have. I, I feel unfulfilled. There's there's a hole somewhere, and I just I just said fuck it. Literally, I said fuck it, and I was like, I'm on a mission to go find whatever I can find, and get high because I'm I'm not happy. I just I want to feel happy. I, I there's something missing, and that within that day of course i found i found heroin and within the first week um i i found the needle and then i started becoming becoming an intravenous heroin user and then within the second week i figured out i can mix meth and heroin in the same syringe and then put that in my vein holy <laughs> fucking shit that was uh that's the best feeling i've ever had and uh within probably i would say a month and a half to two months of me shooting meth and heroin into every vein that i had in my body i had i had no money again i fucking my car went to shit my truck went to shit i it came to the point where i was having to steal steal shit and then no gas card no more gas card so i had to figure out some other way um so i would go to like empty like construction sites and steal all their tools and then pawn them off and do or trade them for for heroin or meth or whatever and uh i had <laughs> i had there was a construction site where we took a bunch of stuff and then there was this this it was like a heater that like when 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 it's under construction in alaska they have these big huge heaters that you can put it under under the like uh, under a tarp and it'll heat the entire place and uh we we didn't have a place to put it and it was me and two other people and uh we just i put it on the top of his truck with no 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 straps no nothing and i just went down this we went down the street and hopefully it didn't roll off and we put all the tools and everything inside my house and uh i brought a bunch of stuff to one of my dealers i got like three grams three or four grams of heroin and a couple grams of meth for just these tools the guy's running a pawn shop pretty much yeah. yeah and then some of them i took the to the pawn shop as well under my name like I, I just didn't give a shit anymore like i i don't like i'm gonna get caught eventually so fuck it like let's just do it let's get it over with that's that was my mindset like and and uh within yeah like i said after about two months um i had three or four cops banging on my door with a warrant and they i opened it like i was still i was like halfway out of it i woke up on my couch like with i think like a needle still stuck in my fucking arm and uh opened the door and they like grabbed my arm took me out and put him in the car and started searching my house and found all the tools and all this other shit and um booked me back into fcc and then they charged me with the uh, mix four which is like in possession of drugs um a burglary two and then a theft two um so i ended up 
pleading out to the the theft too and so that's going to be that would be my second felony uh i was looking at is this state though this is state now yeah and um i think that she told me i was looking at three years i was like i did i made twenty one thousand dollars and i went to the feds and they gave me three months and i took three thousand dollars worth of construction uh construction stuff and i'm looking at potentially three years and uh so what they did is they did uh two years one suspended and then four years probation i did so the state prison in alaska is goose creek and um that's uh state and federal prisons i mean they're vastly different yeah vastly and then so in Alaska, we you don't have you don't have a bunch of Mexicans or anything running around. There's it's it's a lot of whites, blacks, and natives, and that's it. And uh, in in Goose Creek, you you're allowed to wear whatever you want as long as you have one article of yellow clothing. Like if you you can wear your jeans, you can wear the shoes that you came with. You can order your shoes off East Bay or whatever. You can get you can get all kinds of shit. A yellow T-shirt. Yep. Or you just put on a yellow hat, anything. Um, but then, I mean, if you get nice shoes, you're gonna get jumped for your shoes. Like I seen, I've seen guys getting fucking jumped for their shoes all the time. It's ridiculous. I won't wear nice shoes. Then. No, and I didn't. <laughs> and well, not for long. <laughs> and no. And so while I was in that prison, so there's, if there is like one long stretch right here, and then this is in the middle. That's the yard. And then right here is like A, B, C, D, E, F pods. And come like uh, breakfast time when they announce it, you have to go from your pod across the across the yard at six six o'clock in the morning at thirty below, and every like you have to sprint to go to go get your breakfast. Like it's it's horrible. Um, how much time did you get, though? Three years. They did two years, oh, one two, su- year. two years, one suspended. So, and then with good time, you do eight months. Okay, I didn't understand that. Okay, yeah. so I I was there for for eight months, and then still, I mean, that was that eight months isn't that's not that long. You get into your routine, you start going to the gym. They had a track, and then like you, I had a little a couple friends that I hung out with. I mean, it was all the time that I did. It was easy. I mean, I I learned in state like okay, so in 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 Goose Creek you have a card for your door, like it's only your card that opens your door. So you have a, you have your own cell. Mm-hmm. Well, you have one celly, but you both of you only have the 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 lock or the the card that unlocks your door. Right. Um, like a hotel room, pretty much. Uh, and then you learn because you have uh, a glass window that's probably about five by five that you can see into your cell and i learned very quickly you don't want to look into people's cells because you don't want to see shit that you don't want to see right and uh yeah i learned that real quick um and then so i ended up getting a celly that that had a tv and that he worked all the time and yeah he had a tv in prison yes dude i'm telling you you guys need to go to alaska i I don't (laughs) wow 
Yeah, he had a blue jeans, tennis shoes, and TVs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, but and it's the, cold. It, it's cold. Yeah, I I'm not. I don't. I'm not good with the cold. No, no. I mean either, but I'm not. I'm good not with good with the heat. heat either, bro. It's no, just as miserable with here. No, I I was trying to change my tire, and I was like, I was dripping in sweat, and then Hannah, she was like, you need to stop. Like, <laughs> I'll take over from here because it looks like you're about to die. Jess works in outside all day. I don't know what she's thinking. No, the first job that I took here was landscaping. Oh, that's ridiculous. And I got heat stroke twice the first week I was here. <laughs> I don't like walking from the front door to my car. Dude, there's, I mean, if you walk outside in Alaska and it's 40 below and you walk out your face 40. just freezes. It just 40 below. It just, I can't even imagine. It takes your breath away. Like and your what face 40 away. What 40 below is. I don't I, I've never experienced anything like that. I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I wouldn't do it. But like it's yeah, uh, you walk out and you like your face freezes and then if you're out there for too long like your your lips will start to like <laughs> it's just it's so weird because your your lips will get stuck and then it gets harder to talk. And it's, yeah, it's not fun. But then comparatively to walking out here and now, like, I'm instantly sweating. Yeah. It sucks. Anyways. State um, prison. State prison. Um, Your key. Uh, he uh, he worked a lot. He, I think he was in the kitchen. So he'd go for, for two hours at breakfast, two hours at lunch, two hours at dinner. And so I'd sit there and I'd watch um, Ridiculousness. I'd sit there and watch the reruns of Ridiculousness every single day. And then I would go. They had a gym. Um, it, they didn't have any free weights. So it was all cables and pull-up bars and dip bars. and <laughs> There's no fucking Nautilus equipment in federal prison. There's no free weights. There's nothing. None of that stuff. No. There's no. There's no. But I mean, in federal prison, there's no, no like, equipment. No. You were to I, camp. Yeah, you at were camps. Camp. At camps because yeah, I saw I saw the the entire like layout of the gym when I was coming into into Sheridan on the bus and I, I saw it. There was like free weights, a bench, everything. So unfair. You you're 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 burglarizing places. She's running a, a, a fucking meth ring. I, I filled out some paperwork. I, I I was in there with guys. I was in there with serial killers and shit. I'm, I used to have I used I used to have uh, I used to have lunch with a guy that killed like eleven people. Yeah, I mean, but I'm sure he was a really nice guy. He was. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, he was nice to me. <laughs> yeah, he was old now. He's pretty much feeble and and not able to kill me. But I'm sure he would. If there were times he wanted to kill me, I saw yeah. it in his face. <laughs> yeah, you could tell. So yeah. Anyway, I, yeah, sorry. I met I met a lot of really nice murderers. No, yeah, no. I mean, well, they and they have a low recidivism rate too. <laughs> One of the lowest, like like they almost get out, almost almost never do it again. Yeah, I mean almost. Uh, sometimes depends on yeah, but the, the uh, yeah, like I said, um, watch TV, go to the gym. I would uh, at the last month, I would say that I was there. Um, I got. They pulled me over to this, like the uh, the booking booking side, and they had me sign paperwork. They were going to send me to a halfway house in Anchorage, and uh, I go to the halfway house in Anchorage, 
and I end up getting on the utility maintenance crew. So right. the maintenance crew has the top level of the um, the halfway house, which is like the pent suite, the penthouse suite, because <laughs> it has a big screen TV, it has a couch, and then, and then you have three different rooms and you get your own room. And uh, the guy... I had nine guys in the house. I was the only white guy with 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 eight black guys. I was the only white guy in the halfway house, in, in my room. There were nine people in a room. I bet that was uncomfortable. It was. It was. It was uncomfortable. I used to listen. I and the cops when they would come around to count, they would be like, "Cox, you okay? You okay?" I'd be like, "We need some. We need some uh, diversity in here." You know yeah. what I'm saying? And you know, but yeah. there was never any diversity. It's kind of dark in here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. Then uh, so I go to the halfway house and and then I realize that uh, they have a lot of Suboxone in there and I'm oh, cl- you've got a problem, dude. Yeah, you think? <laughs> and <laughs> my God! And so they then I found a guy that had meth and they have Suboxone and I have two or three weeks left at this halfway house and they call me down for a UA. <laughs> Those fuckers. Uh, yeah. Why would they do that? Yeah. Don't they know? God. <laughs> I just, I, just I, have a problem? I wasn't, I just didn't, I, I accepted the fact that I was going to be just like this career, like cr- criminal, just, oh, just a repeat offender. That's, that's what I accepted my life as being like, I'm just, you know, I have no worth anymore. I have, I have, I have no oomph, no, no desire to, I just, I feel like I fucked everything up. I, how old were you uh, during state? When in the halfway house? When I was in the halfway house, I was... So this was in 2016, 17, 18. Uh, so I was 27. Oh, yeah, 27. It's too late to turn your life around at 7, 27. You might as well just kill yourself. Yeah. What is going on? <laughs> anyway, Jesus. I mean, try starting over at 50. I, I spit on that thing. Yeah, he almost, almost got Jesus. me. Um, I, yeah, I, that's, I mean, it, it just... You get a, uh, a feeling of being just so defeated. It's just <laughs> oh my god! Okay, go ahead. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> You're 27. Yeah, He's like 27, five foot ten, blonde hair, blue eyes, good looking. I mean, oh my god! My obviously, life is over. Go obviously, I, I have some confidence problems. I, I, okay, <laughs> I hear you. I um, hear you. And. uh I, I know. <laughs> Man, fuck all you guys. <laughs> Listen, that's I how I feel. I yeah, that's how it's 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 a it's. He's never heard a drug in his life. No, it's it's, it's yeah. Either have she, so it's hard for people that aren't addicts to understand. Like there was okay. There's just there's Listen, just, I, there's I have, one. I have I have I have things I deal with. I mean I'm not I do like it's hard to look like this. It's hard. Like life's not easy. You look like this. Like you know people people constantly women call you all the time. It's you know people want to just give you money. People just you know I mean it's hard to look away from mirrors. I have issues. Yeah, yeah. I have an addiction. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. It's, I hear you. Uh, there, there was there was one story that. Uh, so, <laughs> so I, not how you thought this was gonna go. <laughs> I, I, but I love this. It's funny. This is fun. Um, there, there was a. She, she asked me. She was like, "So why didn't you like, like when you would get your drugs? Why didn't you just wait till you get home?" She is the girlfriend. 
that I'm telling this to. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, because these guys don't know that there's a girl. There's yeah. a girlfriend over here that looks yeah. like she just got off a got off a boat from Norway. Yeah. Um, blonde hair, blue eyed, fair skin, yeah. very pretty, tall, Tatted. whole thing. She's yeah, Viking. Viking. Yeah. 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 Straight Nordic. Yeah. Um. So I, <laughs> she asked me that. She's like, "Why don't you just wait until you get home till you did your drugs?" And like to <laughs> to somebody that's not an addict, like yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well. But to an addict, you like. Once you get your drugs, you fucking want it now. You're yeah. gonna do. I'm gonna pull over and I'm gonna put it in my fucking jugular vein. Like that's that's just how I was wired. That's how I am. No, but that's how that's how you know all all of them are like that. Yeah, and uh, so, like they're they're like, like pick up the drugs at the at the drug dealer's house and can't make it the the four miles to get home. No, fuck no. I'm doing it right there. Then yeah, it's uh okay. Anyways, that, 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 that was that conversation. That was yeah, it. Yeah. So halfway house failed um, the UA. Failed the UA, and uh, I I was like, so when am I gonna go back? And she's like, honestly, I I don't know. Probably another week before we can get you processed. And I was like, oh, that's cool because by then I'll have Here. two days left. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll be the plane flight there. Yeah. And back. Yeah. So they it was it was literally like six days later. They're like, okay, yeah, you need to go back since you failed your UA. So I go to Anchorage. Are you serious for two days? I go to so stupid. I go to Anchorage jail for two days, and so I thought that I was gonna get like a. uh, I thought they were gonna give me. Shit, what's it called? A just like a write up, like where they could take away your good time. Right. They could. I so I I managed to. They were they were going to give me a write up for for failing the UA while I was at the UA 